0: You are listening to the I Am In podcast produced by the Boise-Nampa Institute of Religion. We've asked members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to share how their lives have been blessed by living the gospel of Jesus Christ. To the Savior's request, come follow me. They have all responded. I am in. So this was a great semester. Yeah, You're back with Matt and Michelle doing a recap on our... Matt
1: and Michelle, that works well.
0: I know. I like that. Better than Brother Swenson and Sister Burke. Right. <laughs> we'll just go with Matt and Michelle. Matt and Michelle. Uh, it was a really great spring semester. Why do we call it spring semester? It's winter know, semester. It's
1: cold the whole time. Because <laughs> it's cold the whole time. <laughs> miserable.
0: Um, we had a great lineup of speakers for the podcast this semester and all unique.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since we recorded um, anything because uh, we got to our last recording and something happened there in our recording. And so we're gonna try to uh, get that that speaker back during the summertime and uh, put that episode up. So anyway, it's been a little while since we recorded anything. We thought it might be good uh, just to kind of do a recap like we did last semester Mm -hmm. uh, of our speakers this semester.
0: And we're so appreciative of these speakers. Every one of them that comes has such a unique story, and we love that we have the podcast to put their story out for all to hear, Um, because young adults are everywhere. You're working, you're busy, and you have school and even some young families and we're just grateful that you have a platform where you can hear.
1: Yeah we're, we're excited about that platform too. Uh, you know I, I think as a listener you might be out there thinking oh I'm like the only person listening to this and that's not true. There's like 1,200 of you that listen from month to month and and uh, we're excited that that there's people that are listening and, and hearing uh, these speakers. They're pretty high-powered people that we're bringing in uh, into the Institute uh, in the Boise Valley and and it's nice to be able to tell them that the audience is much bigger. um than out the about twenty-five than or the, thirty yeah, in the room, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, it's we're we're grateful that you're here and that you're listening. Um, keep listening. Reach out to either uh, Sister Burke or myself if there's anything we can we can do to improve what you're hearing. But uh,
0: and and thank you to those in the United States who are listening, because yeah. we're in how many states now?
1: Oh, I think we're in thirty-two.
0: 32 states yeah. we have listeners, and we're international.
1: Yeah, we've got six international countries listening.
0: Yeah, so thank you. We're just grateful Super to have fun. anyone tuning in because it's always worth hearing someone's story.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and we're so grateful when they are vulnerable enough to share, hey, this is real life. Here's yeah. how it went. And, and there's hope when yeah. you listen of... Okay, this could be my journey, too.
1: Yeah, and especially successful people. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'm, my life's not always going to be like this, <laughs> the starting phases of it. Um, one thing just to note, we're, we're going to do some things a little different this summer um, in who we record and how we record. We usually, in the in the past at least, we've recorded based on a Friday forum class that we have here at the Institute. Um, and this summer, we're going to move that to our Wednesday night, we call it WIN, Wednesday Wednesday Institute night. Um And we're going to move that to the Wednesday Institute Night Speaker, which there'll be one of um, during the course of every Wednesday this summer.
0: And summers are so fun at the Institute because kids are coming home from college or work or transitioning home from a mission and high school graduates. And so the crowd is always big in the summertime. And Wednesdays, it's a great place to gather down at the Boise Institute.
1: Yeah, if you've ever been afraid to come down uh, just across from the administration building at Boise State, um, summer's a great time to do that. Come down and get comfortable with all the faculty, um, get comfortable with the students. It's not a an, an intimidating classroom kind of a setting. There's like 200 students sitting in a giant room and and we try to keep things fairly short, half hour, 45 minutes, and then off to get to know each other and play games and eat food and hang out. So, it's so summer's time. yeah, it's a great time to come down and check into the Institute for the first time if you're out there feeling a little bit shy about coming down. So
0: yeah, come you know, get involved. So. It's We're way past time of making friends and getting back out, so be courageous and come join us. Yep. Uh, Our first speaker this semester is definitely courageous and so fun. Jeff Maurer spoke to us in January, and he is such an inspiration. Talk about a grown-up kid. We love him. (laughs) No kidding. He talked about his journey of employment, starting one business after another, after another, and his success just from mowing lawns all the way to a landscaping company, Safari Mm -hmm. Lawns. And it was just incredible to hear him talk about, so then this happened. And then I tried this and he never quit and he still hasn't quit. He's one of the part owners in Vertical View, the great climbing gym in Meridian. And I I was so inspired by Jeff and his... um, his spirit yeah. to never give up
1: yeah no you know he he's such a great guy and has such a great family um i know his brother i actually worked with jeff when i was in college he was finishing his master's degree and and i got to work with jeff and and um, help him after he started his landscaping company um and what a great entrepreneur what a guy that thinks outside the box and what's next and how do i do the next thing and how do i continue to grow and take care of his people too that's one thing that maybe he didn't really share much is how much he cares for the people that he works with and and they really are a family to him and and uh just a cool just a cool guy what an inspiring story uh for someone from from someone who has figured out how to think next Mm -hmm. and think what's the next right thing right for him in his life that's such a great line from frozen (laughs) the next right thing anyway i love that
0: well, and Jeff's a gatherer. Yeah. He loves his kids. He loves his kids' friends. He's included my kids with yeah. his kids. Yeah. Like, he is such a gatherer. Everybody's invited. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. And that spirit was definitely felt while he spoke.
1: Yep. And early morning seminary teacher, too. Oh, anybody that does that is like God's Instant gift to the earth. Kingdom. Right. <laughs> Holy cow. No kidding. So, yeah, just a great guy. What a great uh, what a great uh, topic he chose to speak about, too, that day. That was yeah. great. Yeah.
0: The next week we had Brett Anderson, yeah. who is someone I really admire. Uh, Brett and Sharon live in South Meridian, and Brett is um, an infertility doctor. Mm-hmm. And he has blessed so many, I mean, literally thousands of couples with families. Yeah. And I thought it was so fast. I could have listened to him for another two hours. Sure. He was Even in the Q&A, I was like, say more, say yeah, more. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he talks about his journey um through his career and ending up here in Boise and his gift to unite families yeah. and create children. I mean, he is a, a creator in a, such a unique sense that is is a gift to this time in history. Yeah, for sure. Right? Y-
1: yeah, you know, what's interesting as I was listening to his, um, I often don't, am not able to come down to the presentations, but, but listen in the editing process. And as I was listening, I was thinking, you know, it's interesting because all other doctors... Now, I'm going to say this and it's going to be wrong, but all other doctors, they're kind of going against what God wants and, like, keeping us alive, right? Eventually, <laughs> we're supposed to die and get back to live with God, and so all the doctors are, like, keeping us alive. But not him. His objective is to fulfill the measure of our, of our creation, right? His yeah. his job is to assist God in that on earth where maybe all other other doctors are like, okay, God, we got more time with this, this guy, right? But I just thought that was kind of a cool... Um, just a cool job. What a great, what a great opportunity to, to bless the lives of, of others. I, you know, my family, we have some connection to that. My mother um, helped my sister and her husband uh, carry twins at the age of 40 wow. um, for them because she, my sister and her husband weren't able to, to do that. And so uh, they approached my mom, and my mom was like, well, yeah, heck, why not? So at uh, 40 years old, she carried two of their children. Um, that a a fertility doctor had had helped put together and carried twins in full term, almost a full term and then handed those two children off to the real mom and and so there's some there's some of that in my family that uh, is pretty special and touching.
0: Well I think in this day and age there's more and more infertility conversations and I think we all know someone who has needed to reach outside of the normal realm to create life and to participate in that, yeah. I just have so much admiration for Brett and, and the joy. He and Sharon are some of the happiest people oh, I know. Yeah. And yeah. so just the joy he brings to others. Oh, for sure. That is eternal.
1: For sure. Uh, you know, right?
0: it changes them for eternity. Yeah,
1: it's so cool. So cool. Love
0: that. Um, we did sneak in this semester two recordings from the previous year from right. 2021. Nathan Meeker and Steve Smith. Both of them came before we had the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we have their... Recordings from our Facebook live, so they're not perfect (laughs) audio-wise, but their messages were so great and and Nathan and Aaron Meeker uh, Speaking of infertility, they they really have an amazing story of how their family of six children came to be and through all the means from adoption Mm -hmm. in vitro and then even through foster to adopt and they have an incredible Outlook on life is what you make it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, and, and the Nathan's journey too, to becoming a pediatric oncologist, uh, is incredible how he, he showed the students the steps in a PowerPoint, which you don't see on the podcast, obviously, but he just talked about, I was at BYU and which led me to this, which led me to Chicago, which led me to this degree, which led me to Philadelphia, which brought me to Salt Lake and then led me to Boise at St. Luke's pediatric. And, and again, talk about blessing lives. Um, his ability to work with families, with children that are suffering with cancer, uh, he has so much compassion. Yeah. Lost his own parents in an accident, and he talks about that in the podcast. So his message was worth adding on.
1: Yeah, I, and again, I think you've touched on it, that, that his next right thing was, this is how we get the next child. And this is how I do the next thing in school. And there were so many components that if he hadn't done the previous right thing, the next one wouldn't have come. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I have six children as well, but mine all came the fairly standard way. And, and uh, as I was listening to that and his depiction of how he brought his children to his home, I, I thought, man, I, I did not have to work that hard to have my my six kids and, and what a blessing that people are willing and out there willing to say I need this I want this mm-hmm. and go through the effort whether it's his schooling or his or his uh, family to, to put that much effort and energy into that um, it's, inspiring. it's just
0: inspiring and I love that a story like Nathan's for young adults you know here they sit in the room between the ages of 18 and 30 and they don't have the answers you for can't sure. see the future you don't know yeah. where your choices lead you so watching his journey and all yeah. the bumps and starts and stops and ups and downs, yeah. and, and yet where he is now is exactly where the Lord needed him to be. Yeah. And and to hear his testimony of that right. reminds you that you just keep going. If that's what you feel like you need to do that day, you do it. And if you feel you need to turn a, a different direction, you should follow that prompting. Yeah. And Yeah, and that, and that I think
1: is the relevant message for the young adults, right? That that at 25 years old, if you're not married and you don't have your career yet, then that's where God needs you to be for whatever reason, right? And that's the step that you're on. And the and it feels like a bump to you, but it's a step to God, right? It's, it's all uh, us moving the right direction and, and getting where we need to be.
0: Oh, it is. When I teach the communication and relationships class, the the texts and the messages that come into me with yeah. who should I date or how do I know who I'm going to marry is you know all <laughs> semester long. <laughs> and the truth is, it just takes effort. You won't get married if you don't date right. and you have to keep trying and yeah. you have to keep moving forward. And when it's right, it will happen. It yeah. may not happen till 27 or 30 or 35, For sure. but you can't stop trying. If you don't date, you won't marry. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah.
1: Pretty, and, pretty straightforward steps to that, right? Yeah. Well, it
0: is, and yet some people get so discouraged. Yeah. Uh, it hurts your heart when things don't go right, and well, you are discouraged, and you know you stop believing in yourself. Yeah. But you have to keep trying. I love that phrase from conference: "The Lord loves effort." Yeah. We have to keep putting forth effort for the good of what will come, and however He will use us. Right.
1: Yeah. And the concept of momentum attached to that too. Right. That that spiritual momentum that if I'm in the dating world or whatever world I'm in, the job, you know, whatever world, and I'm willing to step up once, but then I stop and I just hang out on that step, I'm not moving forward. And, it, and maybe God requires you the momentum and that stepping five times, mm-hmm. but maybe it's only the sixth time. But if you stop on five, you're never going to get to the six, which is the time he's like, okay, but the sixth one is when you find your spouse, or the sixth <laughs> one is when you get the actual job you're needing, or the career you want, or right. And so I think that that concept of spiritual momentum plays in there too. That 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 I think he was such a great example of, right? That yes. that you just keep moving forward, and you make the next step. You take the next step, whatever it is, in whatever arena of your life you're in. That's where you go.
0: Because we do come down on this earth wanting to do what we want.
1: <laughs> yeah, <that's
0: laughs> we forget right. that in the pre-existence we said. We will do whatever you need us to do if that's what get, brings us back home, right? Right, and so yeah. we get down here. We're like, wait a minute, uh, it's not what I thought it would be. Right. And I wanted it this way. Yeah, and, sure. And we we forget that pure faith that brought us down, following the Savior, to live as He would live, treat people like He would treat yeah. people, which leads us home to our Creator, our Heavenly Father. And so
1: <clears throat> we you don't the, know what's yeah, coming with the ultimate objective of. Not just going back and not just going back with my family, but going back to become like him, mm-hmm. right? And being willing to do all the things that he does. And, you know, it's interesting. We, we live by, I don't know, however many commandments we have now. Does and, and well, anyone I, count them? You know, <laughs> well, there was 10. There started with two and then there were 10. And um, You know, it's just interesting that I think sometimes we think that, that when we get there, there will be fewer We will have less that we uh, you know we can't do and I think that's just wrong I think it's backwards I think God lives by way more laws and and commandments than you and I do and really our test here is are you willing to live by some because if you're not willing to live by some you won't be willing to live by all of them and uh, that references to section 88 the doctrine covenants talks about that which he is willing to receive um, if I'm willing to receive the commandments here and I want them because they make me better and they make me more like Him, then I will want them there too. But if I'm not and, I, and I'm and i only willing to step up five times and then that's it, I'm out, <laughs> well then that's what I'll want then too and I won't you know, want to step up there either.
0: So we're teaching a class together this summer yeah, it's and fun. we had a great student question last week that kind of goes along with it. We had
1: this. so many great student questions. <laughs> yeah, we had a million. Holy cow.
0: But uh, one cute student said, um, why do we have to why does our church have so many rules? Yeah. And and why do we have to keep all of these things? Why can't we just live like everyone else? Which was a great question. Yeah. But I as soon as I read it, I kept thinking of my travels to third world countries. Oh yeah. And, you know, we don't we take for granted Painted lines on a road, yeah. and and rules of traffic. And if if we all keep the rules, everybody flows and gets to where they need to go. But you go to any other country, right. and cars it's are all over town. the place, and people are hanging off of the back yeah. of a, p- a pickup truck, and oh. you know they're swerving in and out of each other, and you don't know that you're going to live to get back to your hotel. <laughs> For sure, right, yeah. And I thought, you know, that's really Satan's plan. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Go wherever you want. Go as fast as you want. Yeah. Hit whoever you want. Just keep moving along, and. And the Lord's plan is organization. Yeah, He's organized, He likes order, and He does it for our safety yeah. and for our safe journey home. And when we stay within the bounds He set, we really do have joy. Yeah. When we live outside those bounds, it's chaos. It's yeah. utter chaos.
1: Well, that was what was so interesting about her question. And again, I thought it was so good. Um, she said something to the effect of, I... Hear the phrase "be in the world but not of the world," and it bothers me because I want to be in the world and I want to enjoy the world mm-hmm. and I want to be there and enjoy those things. and And what you just said harkens back to her last word that she wants to enjoy it, right? That, but but you really can't enjoy it if it's just a free for all, mm-hmm. right? That the Lord does give us those boundaries and those he establishes those steps for us so that we can enjoy it. If it's just an open can you imagine going swimming and there's no rules? I mean, there's nobody keeping track of whether you're running or whether you're tripping people. or I mean, it, it, just even one little setting like that, if there's no rules, it's a totally different experience. And I'm, I'm grateful that there are some rules. They there may, be, there may be feel restrictive sometimes, but I think in hindsight, most of the time we can see, oh, that makes sense. Why we're, why we're asked to do it that way.
0: And the more you study about the Savior, the more you realize... His plan is the only way. Yeah. When you live like him, when you treat people like he did, um, you do have joy. And when yeah. you remove him from your life, it's so empty.
1: Yeah. You don't feel it. Yeah. True. Uh,
0: another. So Steve Smith was the other speaker from
1: 2021. Yeah. and Man, he's a high power guy, isn't he? Yes.
0: Yeah. But he also had an interesting journey. You know, he went to dental school yeah. and opened a dental practice right. and thought that was the, you know, yeah. the happily ever Not after, it. the end. <laughs> And for him to turn around and hit commercial real estate in such an amazing period of time, when it was a perfect time to build things yeah. up, and uh, he really did—he built so many things. And so hearing his yeah. stories and his—he's lived his full life, mm-hmm. and he has not only built but given and served and yeah. called by the church to go to Russia to build church buildings, right. and, cool. and then called again to be an, a mission president right, right after, yeah. and then again to work in a temple on a mission, like. Yeah. He has given so much back, yeah. and his family is dynamic. His son and I went together to the Jerusalem Study Abroad Program mm-hmm. for the six-month winter term and mm-hmm. just love his whole family
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and so yeah. much good. You know, I, have a, I have another connection there. My, my father was a CFO for him for a lot of years um, and uh, worked, worked with him. And, and again, just like with Jeff, just you know the way that he treats his employees and the way that he... He works in the business world. There's no question why he gets called by the church to go and build in Russia mm-hmm. and serve as a mission president. You know, those service opportunities, I think, were maybe first and foremost in his life. And the other stuff comes as a as a blessing, right?
0: But isn't it interesting how the Lord let him go on to dental school and yeah. get that degree and then turn him around. Yeah, right. You know, this quick 180. Actually, I need you here. Yeah, let's
1: to do this over here. Learn
0: how to develop these things because yeah. then I'm going to use you in yeah, Russia. Right? And so the Lord had such a hand in his guidance. And Steve is so faithful yeah. in his example of following the Lord and his promptings. And he's, he's a yes man. Yeah. Like, if that's what you need me to do, yes, that's I'll do I'm it. Doing. And at whatever sacrifice, even sure. leaving his company and his partner. Yeah. Um, and even grandchildren. It's yeah. hard to leave yeah. the grandchildren.
1: Yeah. No, but a great example of a, of a faithful um, saint in the valley here that that, that has uh, committed his life to being an example of the Savior for everybody around him to see. I think it's so cool we got him to come in and speak to us. Yeah. Very cool. M-
0: Monty Stiles was a great speaker, but we didn't get to have an audience for that one because uh, he had a funeral come yeah. up. So he spoke the day before. But that's definitely a podcast worth going back to listen to because his time as a state and federal drug prosecutor, yeah. 29 years, yeah. um, and, and the
1: stories he has of all the crime and drug enforcement. But Yeah, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, just something quick, I just can't imagine seeing what he saw, you know, how, how on earth is he just as good and and honest and faithful as he still is i just some of the stuff he would have seen in that occupation just would have been mind-bogglingly and and numb numbing just mm-hmm. mind numbing and yet to, that's
0: what the gospel does it grounds yeah, you yeah. it grounds you even in the midst of all that you're doing yeah
1: the yuck and the and the stuff that spiritually would have just tanked somebody else mm-hmm. didn't take you at all he just and i'm not saying it didn't affect him i think it probably did but but uh, just to see him today after that kind of a career and seeing the stuff he would have seen just so impressive
0: and then he talks flipping around how he becomes a teacher and all of the keynote speaking opportunities he had to train and at at national conferences regional conferences he continued to just do so many good things for the community and and then he ended with a fun slideshow of his outdoor photography which again i wish you could see that on the podcast but you can't it's very cool you can go to his facebook page and see a lot of his amazing photos great guy jim doothy yeah (laughs) <laughs> we love Jim. So he is the weatherman for Channel Seven, but also such a what an amazing member of the church. Yeah. And in fact, the day that he came to speak, um, a fellow weatherman had passed away that week—a surprise—and yeah. he immediately stepped in his role to cover hmm. for him, so that, so that things could move forward. But bless his heart for showing up that week. He could have easily said, "This is not a good time." Yeah but he came down with such an amazing testimony of all that they'd done. And his journey is quite an interesting one of how he um, has gone through all the weather forecasting and, and different TV stations mm-hmm. and going moving from Utah all the way up to Idaho, bringing his family, um, it's, it, was, it was a fascinating one. I yeah. thought it was really interesting to listen to him.
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a weatherman. And so it was, <laughs> you did? Yeah, I did. I don't know why. And from like 8 to 15 or 16, that's what I thought I was going to do. And, and so I, I love listening to his, um, his episode. I, I, you know, one thing that I think is just really interesting about anyone that anchors the news on any level. Um, it seems to me that they that they're kind of on call all the time to mm-hmm. be wherever they need to be, um, and even and maybe even especially the weathermen that that you know they are constantly aware of what's going on in the weather and I don't know I just think there's something unique about that kind of a job where um, it isn't just a nine to five I mean maybe it turns into that when you're Jim Dooley and you've done it as long as you've done it you can kind of dictate your hours a little bit maybe but especially starting out. And and it was it kept coming to my mind. That kept coming to my mind as I was listening. That, you know, sometimes in young professions, I'm thinking of the young adults here. Um, in in young professions, you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, and it takes a while to get to where you really want to be. And um, there's something really powerful about the process that helps you become what you need to be in order to do that job, mm-hmm. the one you eventually want. Right. Um, and I think sometimes, maybe in life too, and, and especially in the gospel, we want to skip the process and get to the the end activity, right? Or the the end behavior. I want to be like the prophet, but I don't want to do all the stuff the prophet's doing every day in and out, right? And uh, and I think that uh, Jim was a great example of I was willing to put in my time and to do the job the way the job was laid out and designed, and uh, and came to where he wants to be and doing yeah. what he wants to do.
0: And you bring up an interesting point, too, because a lot of times we look at other strength. We envy others' strengths because it's our weakness. And we think, oh, I wish I had that. And we fail to stop in a moment of gratitude for what is our strength and what we are good at. Oh, for sure. And every single one of us, we're given spiritual gifts for a reason. We're not all meant to be the weatherman. We're not all meant to be entrepreneurs. We're not all meant to be the dentist. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, that's Paul's teaching about not all are the head, and so we need the pinky, yes, right? The yes. toe, the little toe, and and all that. Yeah, I think that's that's really big. I think that's a an important component of of us learning to be us. What am I, right? Yeah. And, and I'll say one other thing. <clears throat> you know, when I was a kid, I was a train wreck. I was just I was just a dumb <laughs> teenage kid doing all <laughs> kinds of stupid things. If you'd have told my seminary teacher I'd be teaching seminary and institute now, he'd have laughed you out of the room. And I remember thinking when I got hired, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna, if if I teach anybody's kid that knew me back then, there's no way that I'm gonna have any credibility with these people because of who I was. Not that I was bad, I just, I was just all over the map. And I think sometimes um, I look to like a President Nelson, for example, and I say, oh man, he was probably so different when he was 15. (laughs) And I don't think so. I think for his time and his day, He was a kid doing 15 year old kid stuff. But what's interesting is I look at the young adults today, and I look at the youth today, and I see them doing stuff I was not even kind of doing—temple mm-hmm. attendance weekly or daily scripture study—that's like intense and studied, right? Stuff that's like not even. Well, now in they the have the scriptures ballpark. in their
0: pocket with yeah. their fancy phones because I mean, you can pull up anything, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Where before you you'd open a book, right? Even you know, there's these things called a book that have like right. paper yeah, binding and on the back. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I saw. So sometimes I think. You know, we we look to the, we look to our mentors, we look to our leaders, and we think, oh, I want to be like them. They have all these skills, but likely you have more than they had when they were in your shoes. Yeah. And uh, because you are who you are being sent to earth at this time um, to either raise children or be the children or whatever position you're in, I just, I just really wonder if Heavenly Father's got the right people in the right place. Uh, at the right time with the right skill set and we we downplay ourselves because we look to the the older generations the octogenarians and we say "Ooh, they had it all and i don't know i think by the time you get to their shoes you'll you'll have a different you'll have a different road in front of you too
0: my one of my favorite thoughts is you are exactly who you are doing exactly what you were meant to do yep but the, the the best church video Of the thousands that you and i watch when we prepare last night i think we've seen them all (laughs) so true my very favorite movie is called the gift of time and it's just about a sweet little woman in the caribbean some island somewhere and she gets up every day she says a prayer she prioritizes her task on a little piece of paper with a ballpoint pen (laughs) reads her scriptures washes her face gets ready says to the Lord, guide me, and as she goes around her day, if the spirit says, oh, I know that was number three, but hey, talk to this person while he's here, and she follows. And then at the end of the day, after working and visiting and doing all her tasks, she kneels back down and offers the day to the Lord and and wants his um, approval of all that happened and then prays for help to get better the next day. And it is the most simple video. Yeah. But it is the most powerful truth taught that if, if everyone in the world yep. connected with the Lord in the morning, felt His Spirit throughout the day as they were guided, and then closed by communicating with Him at the end of the day with hope for improvement for right. the next, yeah. He would guide them in whatever their path is going to be.
1: Yeah, that's true. You said two things that struck me as, as you talked. One was the ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one was simple. Because the, when I've watched that show that clip in the past, those two things strike me, that her life is so simple. And I think, I wish my life could be that simple. I wish I might. like I didn't have all the stuff that's encumbering me, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I've i seen it enough times that when I see her writing with her little ballpoint pen, I think that's probably the only ballpoint pen she has in her whole house. Like, it's her ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. right? You and I, if I need a pen, I, I like everywhere. Brumhead, they're all over the place, in right? Every I have so many pens, I don't even know which one I'm using and I don't care, it doesn't matter, right? But in her world, that pen is all she's got. That's her ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm. And her life is that simple. And I'm not saying that we all need to have that simple life or that that's better or worse, right? But that sometimes we encumber our lives and we encumber our relationship with God so much that we don't even know what we're asking him for, right? We've had so many prayers about so many different things that there's nothing written down. There's nothing that, that uh, you know we're asking him to help me Along the path of becoming right right and and I think about Jim and I think He knew very clearly and very simply what his path was and he was willing to go through the simple process of Stepping through the next right thing and get to the next step for him and eventually he lands where he wants to be Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Doing what he wants to do
0: Speaking of very talented people one of our last speakers Megan Jones. Oh, man. Well, she's so fantastic. Oh, she
1: she grew up with me. She's She was fantastic when she was 12. She's amazing. <laughs> Holy cow.
0: Her dad was the institute director, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and she grew up in the building, so yeah. it was really fun for her to stand in the building and think, I used to play here. Yeah, right. And, and she has a fun story about running down the hall and seeing all of the apostles' pictures. She's like, it's like they were watching me. I had to run down the hall. She's so talented. Yeah. She uh She's married to Tyler. They've lived all over because of Tyler's sport career. But she has her own company where she does all the things, event marketing, uh, helps with construction and design, and just, I mean, you name it, she has the talent to do it. Yeah. And it was a really honor to hear her tell her journey. Yeah. And even some of her her uh, travels, She talked about the experience in Germany seeing the Holocaust Museum.
1: Right.
0: And... Anyway, you'll have, you'll have to go back to that episode yeah, and listen because she that. talks about how mm. the dust of the Holocaust victims are now in the bricks of the city where she traveled. And that really mm. stung to me. I was like, yeah. what a haunting thought that yeah. they are all surrounding buildings that people use every day. Um, lives lost. Mm-hmm. But Megan does so much to bless people. She's blessed our our. Family uh, helping Roman with design in his business, helping mm. us with a home, just mm. and and then I just see her touch things all the all in all places that yeah. turn to gold.
1: Yeah, yeah. People like people like Megan are are needed in the world so much. Um, my mom is an interior designer, and and there's something about people that see color and see structure um, and pull it all and together. Pattern, yeah, and can and can organize that. There's something got very godly about it too, right? That that is or uh, uh, matter unorganized, mm-hmm. that they can take whatever's in a room and make it look way better. And nothing's different. They didn't bring new stuff in. They just took whatever's there and make it look better and make it, right? And, and I think about her ability to uh, uh, organize events that really come from nothing. There's just a, hey, this thing's gonna happen. And then and then the ability to, to take all the parts and pieces, the matter unorganized and put it together in a way that is so presentable and, and so- spectacular. Yeah, right? So great. I just love that. I love that concept of of what they do and what she does in in just organizing our lives for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: great. I had a, a one of the you know many callings we get during life. We learn so much from our callings. But I was called to be the camp director one year. Mm-hmm. Fun. And, you know, as the mother of three boys, and they're all Eagle Scouts, (laughs) and they're all missionaries, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I thought, oh, camp's going to be so fun. We should hike, and we should rappel, and we should go boating, and we should whitewater raft. Like, I was like, what adventures can I give these girls? And I had a little reprimand by the Lord, uh, where he truly, in my prayers of, hey, how's this idea? Yeah, right. (laughs) He's like, no, these girls are my creators. Mm. They are going to bring life to the earth. You need to teach them. That they are creators Mm. and you know I had thrown out things like crafts and make a bracelet yeah and that little reprimand was doctrine Mm. it was these girls need to know that they're about to create life Mm. and their job as a mother is to continue to create a safe home a home where the spirits felt, an organized home where children feel at peace, mm-hmm. create meals, create clothing, create outfits, right. create schedules, create carpools. Like, yeah. the creation goes on and on yeah, beyond, yeah. beyond a For body, sure. right? For sure. And it was one of those moments where uh, where the Lord taught me, this is my work, and I need you to do it my way. Yeah. And, you know, Megan does incredible things. Yeah. And I think each of us can when we go back and include him. Back to that video again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The gift of time. We might need to put the link in right. the yeah, episode for sure. notes. Right, <laughs> sure. Put it in the notes. It'll be in the notes.
1: Yeah, so cool. It just, uh, it, it's been so great um, to, to hear all of these speakers, to hear their messages, and, and to be constantly thinking, what's relevant? How does this help mm-hmm. the young adults? You know, and, and maybe you and I think that more than the young adults out there listening do. I don't know. But, but I'm hoping that, that in the process of listening to these episodes and, and what we're trying to put out there for you, you're hearing... How you can find Him, how you can keep Him, um, and how Him being the Savior, and how, how you can maneuver in your life that doesn't seem like it has any structure, because the Lord's maybe not giving you structure right now. Maybe it's not supposed to have a lot of structure. And, and, and yet, how you can maneuver so that you feel uh, His presence and consistency in your life from, from week to week and day to day.
0: And my hope, too, is that the young adults recognize time that we live right now when we have more time than ever before in history, yeah. Yeah. right? We, we had a little senior workshop in May where all the high school seniors right. were invited to come, yeah. and, and that was my topic, was teach a quick lesson on, mm-hmm. on time management. Sure. But we truly, in 2022, right now, have machines that wash our clothes, wash our dishes, microwaves that heat up our food we don't have to build a fire we don't have to scrub anything in a river machines that drive us to and from places grocery stores that have food pretty much done and
1: that you can just drive up and pick it up because you ordered it ahead of time
0: right or they deliver it to your house now right we don't even have to go to the store it's now amazon app this and jimmy john's this yeah but because of that our responsibility is so much greater because the lord has opened up and freed us from tasks that have been a part of history yeah. since the beginning, since Adam right. and Eve. Yeah. And yet we still complain, well, when I, if I can find time for that. Right. And yet the Lord honestly has given us more time than ever before. Yeah. And so how we use that time, how we choose to educate ourselves, how we choose to serve in our calling, mm-hmm. how we choose to be in our family or in our relationships, at work, in apartments, departments, wherever sure. we are. He wants to be part of the journey. Yeah. And he truly has the desire to guide us exactly where he needs us to be.
1: Yeah, and isn't it interesting how, how frequently we we set him aside as the last thing we do in the day, or maybe we give him some time in the morning before we really get going into our busy day of all the things, but how frequently we we set him aside. Elder, Elder Bednar uh, has a little face-to-face video where he uh, talks about um, plate spinners the the circus guys that can play, spin plates and, and he talks about how you can't spin all the plates and not only can you not spin all the plates none of them, the ones that you can spin are spinning at the same speed one of them is increasing while everything else is decreasing yeah. and in connection to what you just talked about and how much we fill our day up um, I think the, the Lord's given us the ability to refocus our lives with as much time as we have mm-hmm. Um, But the world has said, no, no, you need to fill your time with more work and more play and less God, and more... More gym, and more Netflix, and more gaming, and more... (laughs) And we just buy into it. We're like, yeah, I do need to do that. And I don't have time to say my prayers, and I don't have time to read my scriptures, because I'm so busy doing these other things that don't matter as much.
0: Absolutely. And the opposition is, here God has given us all this extra time for things we no longer have to do because of the inventions he's inspired men to create. And here's Satan sucking our time with idleness, that goes hour after hour and yeah. show after show. And you're like everything just is like auto so that he can suck you in. And you do. Like Isn't
1: that amazing? Even
0: the little apps of fun games that mean nothing can take an hour of your time before you realize, what yeah. have I done? Isn't that amazing? And Netflix, like every time the new show starts. Yeah. You could go hours yeah. all night long. Yeah. And see every episode of Friends that took us one episode at a time right. to watch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and six months, right, to get through a season. But the yeah. opposition
0: in what God has given and what Satan takes away is black and white right now. Yeah. And in order for us to become what God wants us to become, like all of these great speakers this semester,
1: yeah.
0: we've got to include him in our life.
1: Yeah, that time, right, that, that he, we have to be in with him, mm-hmm. right? And I think that... Uh, you feel it at the end of every every season that you finish where you're to the point where or you finish the show right that hollow feeling in your stomach When <laughs> it's over. what am i going to watch next week right <laughs> and and i think that is the lord saying look you, you don't need this look look yeah. at how hollow this stuff is and and uh that, that we get in with him every day and, and that we stay there i think is is important
0: just read a great article on lds living about a sister who, who was diagnosed with cancer hmm sitting in the hospital room, and recognized that TV was a waste of her time. If she was about to meet her, meet her, meet her maker, what should she do?
1: Yeah.
0: And her answer was family history. Mm. She's like, if I spent as much time helping my ancestors get their temple ordinances instead of this TV show, mm. I could have a stake in heaven. And so she talks about wow. overcoming cancer, in remission, and at this point right now, she and her family, so she would find names, and then she has this committee of family members and friends Mm. who get the work done and they right now have had over 7,000 temple ordinances completed because of her efforts and her decision was I'm not going to watch TV anymore in mortality it's a waste of my time I'm going to help the Lord instead. Wow,
1: what a great what a great example. Uh, It reminds me of Elder Hales, Elder Hales before he passed away shared I don't remember the story exactly but I know it was Elder Hales and um, Someone came to his home, maybe home teaching or visiting teaching or something and said uh, something about what he does in the day and how, how is it, it's something like, is it Bob, does it bother you that you can't do all the things you used to do? And his response was so classic and fantastic. He said, when you can no longer do the things you used to, you only do the things that matter. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. When
1: you no longer, when you can no longer do the things you used to, you only do the things that matter. I think that's awesome ties right in there very cool
0: it's really what life's about I am grateful for all the speakers that have come yeah and the lessons they teach us and and there's a lesson to learn from everything we hear
1: yeah.
0: um, I'm grateful we have the plan of salvation to stand back and see the big picture why are we here yeah. what is it we're supposed to be doing and really those two great Commandments from the Savior to love God and love your neighbor yeah. is everything yeah. It's what it's all about
1: yeah. I agree I am in I'm into. <laughs> Thanks man. Sure.